Hello, 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 and welcome to the imaginary poo... Poovy? Poovy. We'll try that again. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Imaginary Movie Podcast, live with worse audio quality than before. Uh, my name's Sam, and I'm joined in Joe's living room by... By myself, Joe. Yeah, it would be a bit weird if you were in my living room and I wasn't funnily here, en- Funnily enough, <laughs> yeah. This is uh, a very special, um, I think only for the second time ever since we began this podcast... In person? In the midst of lockdown, an in-person episode. Uh, so we're very excited I'm well. I'm moderately excited, but I think Joe's, you know, close to wetting himself. I mean, we're doing a Star Trek watch along and commentary, so I mean, how more excited can you get? <laughs> exactly. Everybody else isn't excited, but we are. <laughs> no, and no one's listening. So let's just enjoy it, Joe. Let's just enjoy, for, you know, whatever we want to do. <laughs> um, yes, we're watching an episode of Star Trek today. We're watching the Next Generation, and I think it's season three, episode twenty-one, Hollow Pursuits. Yeah, that's a good pun, isn't it? It is, and it's the first episode you meet the infamous uh, Reg Reg Barkley. Is it the first episode? I think so. I think uh... it's the first episode you meet Reg. Well, season three that makes sense, doesn't it? I wonder if he's in the background at all, or if... he maybe he maybe have like minor parts in some of the early ones. It's, it's certainly, I'm, I'm sure it's the first kind of. I've I've gone past the next generation of. I'm sure it's like one of the. It's, it's like the first one where it's main cast kind of thing. Yeah, or broccoli. Oh, it's certainly where they give him his nickname. I'm sure it's this episode <laughs> where he gets the nickname. Brilliant. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. Well, let's let's. This is a Star Trek watch along. So what we're going to do is we've paused this episode, season three, episode twenty one, on uh, one second. We can see the, um, the the doors to the room. The name of the room, probably the corridor. I mean, it's it's the doors into the um, mess hall. Mess hall. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I, I, what's it, it has. It does have a name, and I can't remember what the name of it is now. It's really bad podcast. It's terrible. Yeah. But. We're at one second, so what we're going to do, we're going to say three, two, one, and then we're going to unpause it, and we're going to talk over it. So if you want to sync up with us, you're welcome to. If you just want to listen to us talk shit about um, Star Trek, and I'm talking almost specifically towards our co-host Dave, um, <laughs> I think this is content purely for him, so hey Dave. And ourselves. Yeah. Um, so you can do, so I'm going to say three, two, one, we're going to pause, and um, we're going to watch an episode of Star Trek. Three, two, one, unpause. There we go. Straight in on the sexy Diana Troy walking in. I know, it's very, look at that dress. That's very unusual. What's going on? Oh, and it's a new character we've never seen before, except maybe we have. Reg, old Reg Barkley. Yeah, drinking some... Some whiskey. Whiskey on juicy, yeah. So this is a good holodeck episode, which is probably one of our like favourite staples, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Why, why do we like the holodeck? Just because things go wrong constantly. It's like a staple of Star Trek, really, isn't it? It's like, it's there, obviously, to, like, entertain... Um, God damn, look at the crew. Look at Jordy. God, Reggie's going crazy. He's just taking Jordi Lafarge out. Here comes Riker. He just he just got up off that stool with a weird manner, as he does with all chairs. <laughs> it's because of his back injury, isn't it? He has a back injury. So that's why he has to, like, sit like that. Right, I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. That Sorry. whiskey looks dreadful, just for the record. <coughs> and here I mean, is... Obviously, it'll be synthanol. Oh, he's taken Riker down. Wow. <laughs> this is a good. This is a good cold open, though. I think, isn't it? it to is. an episode of you thinking, what on earth is happening? <laughs> Who is this guy? Yeah. What's happening to my favourite characters? And look how supplicant uh, Riker's being. Like, this is. Oh, sexy Diana Troy's. She's given him the sexy eyes. So aroused by this middling balding man. Oh, and uh, Jordi Lafarge has made a quick exit. 
Here he is. He's come to give her the sexy eyes. I feel your confidence. I must say, he's he's probably one of like my favourite characters in some ways, or recurring characters, Barkley, because he comes back a lot in this, and then he gets a recurring role in um, uh, Voyager as well. Does 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 Barkley? I think I think that's my favourite use <coughs> of um of of Barkley is is in the Voyager. So I think it works so well. It feels so natural, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like it's really like obviously this here you're watching and you're thinking who is this guy who's like so confident and and then oh there we go he's just turned off the holodeck program um, his hollow his own very own hollow pawn program hollow pawn well this is one of our favourite subjects to discuss along the holodeck is basically he's recreated or he's downloaded from some kind of database oh, I forgot Miles O'Brien is still here in this oh God. yeah oh, there I love he is Miles O'Brien another good recurring character. Um, <coughs> He he's basically downloaded all of the the, the crew. Yeah, and that's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. A broken seal. Yeah. The um. So he's, he's created all the characters from real life on the hollow deck, but given them different characteristics. So like in real life, broccoli is like he's really quiet and calm and uh, like really nervous. Um, doesn't really socialize with anybody. But like on the holodeck, he's like really confident. So he's created all him to the, the other characters to almost be like sort of supplicant to him. Um, the complete opposite is the are in real life. Um, and obviously, you know, as this episode unfolds, so they find out about it. But like here, I always feel that like LaForge is really harsh with him because he like starts having a go at him for like being late and stuff. And it's like he doesn't even give him like the benefit of the doubt. He's just like, don't care. You, you, you're terrible. Just get out of my life. Oh, I'm tired of seeing your name on a report. I yeah. mean. I mean, this is this is the thing I think with Star Trek is that what uh, we're 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 seeing like the creme de la creme of <laughs> of human civilization, aren't we? You know, these yeah. are the people who are incredibly smart, and yes, obviously there's no poverty left of it, but there's still going to be people who aren't as clever as the ones who live who work in Star Trek. Yeah. Um. So we get to see like all of these amazing characters who are so intelligent, clever, blah blah blah. We won't skip it though. We'll get all there. Go. Um, and. That's, I think, it's quite interesting in Barclay's character to actually view someone who's a bit of a, a loser. Yeah, and it's interesting as well. It's kind of, you kind of get an insight into, like, the management techniques of the crew here as well. <laughs> you know, like, Geordie LaForge and, uh, and Riker. Um, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, I keep coughing. Um, yeah, like, they're, they're making them do, like, 360 appraisals and stuff. Yes, you know, yeah. like all that. All annual, that. annual review, put them on report. These guys are, you know, they're having a personal development program here to try and like improve his performance yeah which is which is a bit weird when you're like on, on a starship <laughs> but but again it's it's realistic because not everyone is going to be as yeah. it, it reminds me of the, i think it's a voyager episode where we get to see a bunch of fuck-ups um who who basically try to is it i think it's a voyager one isn't it and it's a bunch of fuck-ups who basically don't have any yes. role yes yeah there is an episode Do you remember of that voyager. one yes yeah it's kind of one of the throwaway episodes and it's quite good though. I like yeah. I liked it because it's actually we get to see for the hundred and fifty people who are on board the ship, yeah. not every not all of them have their own are on the bridge. Not all of them have their own bloody storylines. Like so, that's quite a cool thing to explore. Yeah, and maybe Janeway Janeway realizes that there's these like four people who don't have any real part to play. Oh fuck's sake, crushes in it. God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> Wesley. Oh, Wesley, Wesley. Um, and, and she decides to like take them on an away mission which goes wrong because she decides she wants to like improve these three people 
who have shown no interest whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. actually, no, they're shit. They're <laughs> total shit. I'm loving these um, these re-HD'd uh, shots great, of, the, of the Enterprise. It looks amazing. So we're just, we just finished the credits, and now we're on to <laughs> some random planet that we don't know where it is. He's, he's broccoli. He's um, he's doing up the... Someone's broke a seal on one of these these uh, things. He's just fixed it. Ah, here's O'Brien, prior to his DS9 days. Wow, look at that. It's floating. That's amazing. That is very cool. The forge doesn't look impressed. Oh, oh, no. Oh, it's broken. Oh. Nope, Geordie's not happy. Another seal gone. So this is... This is, this is where we're going to see really the embarrassment of Barclay and why he wants to live in um, in this, this this holodeck world and that's what I that's what I actually really like about as we progress through in, from this episode into the rest of the series of Barclay and then into Voyager like the holodeck is a massive thing and it the, is. Ho- the holodeck yeah. ends up being one of the key part, solves the story yeah. for Voyager it, it, doesn't yeah, it I mean to be honest with you you can kind of understand why it's so heavily used and like what it's there for because you know these people spend um, like you, you know months, years on this ship, with um, kind of you, you know they need kind of their own time and sort of time off the ship almost. So the holodeck provides them with that in theory. Yeah. Um, just it also tries to kill them on like a bi-weekly basis. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so he, his, his, his he just said card. I'm not. He just said I'm not used to seeing an unsatisfactory review or, or write up of of a. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. Now the this is makes me nervous. This is broccoli. Yeah. Oh, oh, and Wesley started it. Fuck off, Wesley. Wesley, uncaught, shall we? Um, this is quite because there's, there's lots of stuff about um, Barclay being maybe on the spectrum, and mm-hmm. that as a character, he's yes, he's yeah. he's you know, and not necessarily to put a, fi- a too fine a point on it, but that he's basically he's different from everyone else, and and. Um, Geordie uh, 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 just said he makes me uncomfortable, and that's quite a that's quite a uh, a bit of a trope, isn't it, for people mm-hmm. who are maybe a bit neuro, neurodiverse or whatever else. Yes. Yeah. So this is it's quite a good exploration of here's a character who is maybe you know on the spectrum, maybe not quite in the um, you know as as normal quote unquote as everyone else, and how does he fit into the crew? Picard's not having any of this shit. He's telling Geordie it's his problem to deal with it. He's. Uh... You know, Patrick Stewarting him, <laughs> my best friend. But that, but it's a good. It's a basically him saying, and, and this is, he's here as his manager, like Geordie. Come on, Geordie, stood here, say, telling him one, calling him broccoli, which is this awful nickname he's been given. Number two, telling Picard that he can't stand being in the same room as him. What kind of management skills is this? It's terrible, and it's also like he is. <laughs> it's the captain. You're you're yeah. coming to the captain for a minor. Personality clash. Like yeah. this is not this is not good. This is not a good thing. Come on, Jordy, sort your shit out. He's trying. You know, he's trying. He's he's figuring out. Yeah. He's doing the best he can, isn't he? So it's kind of a. It is a. He has a cool arc though, Reg. Because like this is the this is the first episode that like you kind of really get to see him, and he is like pathetic, and obviously he causes issues with his effectively hollow porn program. Um, it, it's um, you know it's effectively where, it's where it's where Pornhub's going. Um, <laughs> Mid days away from that, yeah. I fear. Yeah, and like he appears in a few episodes of this, but when like he comes back, he's all you know becomes respected by the crew almost, and then you know he's pretty much single handedly responsible for um, Voyager getting back early from 
from the um, Delta Quadrant, you know. So, which, as I say, I think is a lovely, um, it's a lovely use of the character who who is often maligned. You know, there's the I, I was I was reading that um, there was a, a suggestion that the Barkley character was written as a kind of to, to make fun of the the nerds, <laughs> the, the the Trekkies. Um, in Star Trek because he is so socially awkward and I you know he's maybe a bit um he's confident when it comes to like holograms and talking up to holographic women oh god here's Wesley Where's Wesley Wesley one of my least favorite characters in Star Trek why why don't you like Wesley because I I I do get it but I also think oh look he's panting his late um <laughs> you 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 I don't hate Wesley I don't know it's just his storylines are really annoying, and he he, he doesn't he, he kind of he's better when he comes back, and then but like when he's in the the series as a kind of a regular, he's there as like this kind of almost like a kind of wonder kid of Starfleet sort of thing, you know. He's like doing things that like fully trained like engineers that have been to Starfleet Academy and graduate top of the class couldn't do, and he's there showing them how to do the job and things, and like. I'm pretty sure Picard let him, like, drive the ship at one point when he's, like, you know, he's meant to be, like, a 12-year-old. It's like, fuck off, would you do that? It's just annoying. <laughs> Excuse me. It's, it's, it is one of those... Um, he's... Yeah, because... I, I, well, I, I can explain it, Joe. Nepotism. That's how it's, I can explain exactly. it. Basically, it's because yes. of one... Because it's, you know, Crush's son. Um, yeah. Beverly. Here we go. And here he is, look, this little child... Uh, excuse me, I realise that he says, <laughs> telling telling Reg how to do his job. Like, yeah, this is very annoying, isn't it? Although I do like Will Wheaton. I think Will Wheaton's carved it's himself. It's Will Wheaton's fault. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he's carved carved a position into geek uh, fandom. I, I actually also quite like his singing Big Bang Theory. Yeah, That's a pretty terrible show, bit. but he's yeah, quite funny in that, and yeah. he makes fun of himself because he kind of comes back as Will Wheaton, doesn't he? So yeah, oh, here he is. Reggie's gone to see Troy. I think this is actual Troy. I know, it's hard to know, isn't it? Because yeah. <laughs> he's created Hollow Troy, who he obviously... Flux Capacitor. Did they just say Flux Capacitor? That's Possibly did. That's a very interesting phrase. Very on the nose. From uh, uh, Back to the Future. Troy. I think, um, I think this is actual Troy as opposed to, like, Hollow Pawn Deck Troy. Oh, it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. It's getting hard out there and in my pants. <laughs> Is that you speaking or Barkley speaking? <laughs> Barkley, oh, obviously. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Troy is like the um, object of his kind of like uh, fantasies mainly. So like she's the one he seems to... I think it is actually a hologram. But oh, well, I was just about to say, I think we figured <laughs> out that it's a... Oh, and they're kissing and I don't think this is real. Riker, I, Riker would go insane here. Riker, I don't think this is... Um, I don't think this is real. <laughs> I no, I think, I think this is... Um, yeah. It's a good. Um, Ooh, it's a... Barclay's in the mood for some place a little more private. Mm. Oh, unusual. Okay. We've talked in the past about like how does so he just said Barclay a computer run Barclay program fifteen. How does um? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! There you go. She's in another dress. <coughs> what is what's the what's the etiquette on like they often access each other's programs. And I think this is really, really weird that they're they, able they, to do they'd that. Have, surely they'd have passwords, wouldn't they? You know, yeah, password I mean, protect them. 
But because you can, you imagine most people's if it's not sexual, then there'll at least be a lot of yeah, you know intimate we, stuff in there. Because there's a thing in Voyager where um, Paris creates loads of um, like I programs, but he openly does it for the crew. Yeah. And I think like his future career is he becomes like a like holodeck program creator. Oh, a holo novel. Yeah, yeah. holo novel. Yeah. Um, so you know, like he creates a really weird like Irish town called Fairhaven and stuff like oh, that. Great Captain, episodes. Captain um, Proton. A real project. Yeah. That's a very mean way of... Um, but th- that's kind of what happens here, because I think it's Geordie walks in on the programme, and he walks in and he's like, the fuck's going on here? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's like mm-hmm. a Three Musketeers thing. Oh, here's Data. First shot of Data. There he is. I forgot he <laughs> Why is he being clandestinely called a vegetable? It's a joke, Data. You know, a nickname. Great. Well, it's like being back at school. It really is, isn't it? And these, and again, these these are the these are the creme de la creme of, of exactly. civilization, and here they are on the flagship, yeah, calling. Um, oh, there we go. So Jordy's just said we've to stop calling him it now. It's uh, Captain's orders. What's going on now? The this that fancy cup is leaking. I do love these tables. They're great, aren't they? Um, so the bar's called Ten Forward. That's Ten what the bar's forward. called. That's what it is. Yeah, well done. Wow, look at that. It's like one of those. Is it one of those fake cups or something? What's going on? Yeah, like the. Um... Oh, here we go. Oh, they're going to explain it. They've got a tricorder. I on haven't used tricorders as, as a child. Oh well, there you go. It was awesome. We also had the. Um... Oh, someone's uh, someone has altered the glass to the atomic level, apparently. So there's a problem with the replicator. But the liquid in the glass with the sentinel replicant of a light ale of Earth origin. Interesting. Interesting. So it's um. I like I like the the mystery episodes of Star Trek. Sometimes we get lots of exposition ones, which is more kind of, oh, this thing's happening. We need to do this. Whereas the ones where we don't know what's happening right until like the last minute, mm-hmm. I quite enjoy those episodes. So it sounds as though this glass has come into contact with a um, unidentified power source. So they now need to do an entire diagnostic check. Yep. And here's the bad for the job. Broccoli. Sorry, we're not allowed to call him that now. He's been told. No more use of yeah, the no, Barkley. Reg. Good old Reg. That's an interesting... Um, so, basically, we've got this piddly little job. That's what he's thinking, isn't it? Yeah. You need to figure out why this glass has melted. And go from there. So, it's an anti-grav unit that's failing as well, apparently. Yeah. I yeah. like I like the performance from um, is it Dwight Schultz I think the one who plays Reg yeah yeah, yeah. I think it's re- I think it's a really earnest performance isn't it look at that glass it looks cool hmm wonder what's going on Mister Barkley do you, do you like his do you like his I think it's quite a good. Um, it's, a very it's good, not over top. It's not over no, the top. It could be much more. Performance. He's very good at it, actually. Yeah. yeah. And he ended up in one of the films, I think, didn't he? Was he in? I think he is in one of the films. First Contact, or something. Yeah. Have you watched those? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've seen. I've not seen the newer films, but I've seen the. Oh, well, I have, but ages ago. Mr. Broccoli. He just called him Mr. Broccoli. <laughs> Captain Picard just called him Mr. Broccoli. Oh, realised. Riker's trying not to laugh in his face. Goodness. Reggie's devastated. Me. He's just off to kill himself. That is. <laughs> that is appalling. It is. Look at. Meta is one of the most common pronunciations there. 
Reverse. <laughs> well, look at Data explaining. Back to Brock. I love the look on that. That is amazing. Data's just realised he doesn't need to be doing this. and uh, Picard uh, looks absolutely devastated. <laughs> Not as devastated as Reg. He's just gone to top himself. Oh, that's a real shame, isn't it? He's Whoopi. Whoopi Goldberg. Doing her stuff. Or Milk. They're really shitting on this guy. Like, it's they quite are. amazing how much it they're is. shitting on this guy because he's slightly different. That and it's like, you know, he's, he's obviously a little <clears> bit awkward and they're just like... I mean, number one, you're kind of surprised he's actually made it into Starfleet because he's the only one of this kind of character that made, that, that's in this show. So you're kind of a bit kind of like... And again, it's probably quite it's quite nice seeing somebody like that because everybody else you see in Starfleet's like incredibly capable and confident mm-hmm. and, or being killed instantly, if you're a red shirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> random red shirt on an away mission. That's you're dying. It. You're dead. Um, so it's quite nice seeing a bit of a different character, to be honest. Well, he's just, Geordie's just saying no. that maybe he's in the wrong way. And again, way though, it. he stood here discussing with literally the bar woman, <laughs> yeah. like the, the performance of an individual. It's like, I mean, how It doesn't fit in here, look. That is that is such a... It's so unprofessional. It is It is really bizarre, isn't it? It's really bizarre. Reminds me of Turkim, whoever that is. Oh, it's her mother's brother. But I guess it's... So, so your uncle? I guess it's in terms of, you just mentioned, like, his, his how did he get in Starfleet... I suppose in that sense of you know people being neurodiverse, they might not have the social skills, but they actually might be really, really skilled at a certain thing. And I think maybe mm-hmm. one of the problems with Barkley is that we don't get that many opportunities to see that he's actually pretty good. You do in, Voy- in Voyager. Voyager. Of, like, you start to see it, and it's like he's... I think the problem for him is it's just the socialising aspect yeah. of working in a team. He doesn't work well with other people. Mm-hmm. He's just not confident enough. The man's nervous. Nobody wants this guy around. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Guinan, obviously, the moral core of this show. <laughs> she, she's, she's basically just absolutely having a go here, isn't she? She's saying, yeah. you're being a dickhead. What the hell are you talking about? Which is, I think, completely right. It's it completely right. Yeah. Where is Lieutenant... Oh, I think this is where he walks in on him in the holodeck. Oh, no. <laughs> well, this is the problem. Now, I, think, I think there should be ironclad protocols, protocols yeah. that you cannot I mean look at him just walking in I know he's his commanding officer but at the same time like god damn give the man some privacy what if yeah, he's I mean, can he not just use his communicator and say Reg I need you Reg yeah yeah but or also like shut down the program as soon as he opens the door the program oh my down. goodness what look at this here? it's like a three musketeers outfit going on is, on that, is that is that Beverly I think I think it's it's Beverly and I think it's Wesley <laughs> Look at Wesley. Wesley's in like a three musketeer outfit eating a big old piece of pie. Uh, Beverly sat on a swing in like a really puffy dress. Wow. <laughs> wow. LaForge is just like, the fuck is going on here? Boys I... will be boys. Oh, there's sword fighting going on. What's happening here? Oh, here's Reg. Here he is. Da, taking on da, two da, of the musketeers da. by himself. Three of the musketeers. It does um it does it does really does bring up the question, doesn't it? Oh look, look, it's the captain. This is just great. I, this this is what the Holex about, Joe, isn't it? It is. So you've got data here in a musketeer's outfit, you've got the captain. And Geordie. <laughs> is, is it Geordie or is it I don't know if it's Riker. It might be Riker. Here's Data. <laughs> look at Data looking absolutely smashing with that moustache and a little chin beard. <laughs> 
I, I always love I always love um, watching you know when you it see Jake smile. You're right, it's Jordy, the other one. Oh, and Barkley's just handing them Look all, at this. all this on is, his own. This is some good fighting. I wonder what the hell this set is. This is a weird set. This must be used from something else. Why would they? They've got the work to get there. Here comes the captain. Call me Broccoli, will you? Wow. That's uh, interesting. So I, I'd like to talk about the ethics of recreating your crew, <laughs> your fellow your fellow crew, because <coughs> there's another episode um, of Voyager when Seven of Nine it has basically recreated the crew and has having a relationship, an intimate relationship with, with Chakotay. Chakotay. Yeah, which she doesn't then in real life. Which is cool, that's fine, but... Um, just uh, here's Jordy. He's now caught up with Barkley. Oh, realise what he's doing. Dear. Oh, they're now dear. sat in ten forward, having a good old like you know review of his recent behaviour. It's a. Uh, but 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 it's the is the the question of like what what is the ethics of doing that? Because again, do they have a database where they basically have everyone the crew on there and they can just download to well, Troy? The, and also, like, what's to stop people from basically? Abusing that, you know, to there's an episode, or whatever. There's else. an episode of um, DS9 that kind of explains it. To like go into the hollow deck, you have to have a scan and agree to it to your like DNA, your, your <laughs> like your um, image being used on the hollow deck. Because there's an episode where where an alien comes in and really is really attracted to Kira, um, and he wants another thing of Kira. And Kira <laughs> refuses because she doesn't want to be on the hollow deck. So Quark has to go through like extraordinary lengths to try and get a scan of her to put on the hollow deck. So creepy. Yes, creepy as hell. He never manages. She always catches him when he's trying to. He has so, like, it's like a weird like binocular type thing that he has to like stand and scan her for so long to get like her her um, body image. Um, and then like he offers her money as well because you know he's quirky, he would do. Um, mm-hmm. So so, but I assume in this like they must have just agreed to have it. I don't know whether like once you go into the holodeck, maybe it's a thing where like once you've been in the holodeck, it? it like. It like just copies your body as soon as you yeah. go inside. So Kira didn't use the hollow deck. She refused to go into them. So maybe Well let's let's assume that Broccoli isn't um uh you know, is is maybe going a little bit further than kissing. <laughs> what does that work? How is that like is that actually is that a scan? Does, does the computer know that? Is it recreated? Does he have to meticulously meticulously place every pubic hair on uh, but like I don't know I, I just, assume it just has like a I don't know an on-file image of what it look like <laughs> like a know? character creation in the video yes. game yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's quite a that's quite an image it's quite a thought but, isn't it but, but still it's just like you know what kind of what would your crewmates be thinking if they walked in on that that's why there needs to be sort of like security on these things because yeah, yeah you know these guys actually take it pretty well in some ways <laughs> Yeah, like I think O'Brien maybe before he'd spoken to the captain would have just that's it, you're done. Whereas now mm-hmm. he's trying to be supportive. Listen, Reg, you know he's trying to do. Want you to talk to Councillor Troy, like actual Councillor Troy, not Hollow Deck Troy. I don't want you to fuck her this time. I just want you to talk. Yeah, but he's but he, um, Jordy hasn't seen the intimate stuff with Troy, isn't it? So this no. is this is kind of like throwing down the goal that you actually got to speak mm-hmm. to this woman in real life. So here he is, Colmini. He really is one. He's probably is he the MVP of Star Trek? I think he, he must be up there. He's certainly like the MVP of DS Nine. Just like every episode is improved when it's a main one with um, 
with O'Brien in it. Him and him and Bashir just become like you know, it's a real bromance. Yeah. Oh yeah, it gets great, doesn't Whereas it? Whereas on on this, like obviously he's oh. He's, he, oh dear, they're now playing with the transporter. That's pretty much all that um, O'Brien does in um, in TNG. Like his entire role is to stand at the transporter and transport people. Um, yeah, and then be, then he becomes chief engineer on DS. Yeah, he leaves. He? he leaves after season. It must be like kind of far off. This is like season three or four. He leaves and goes to DS Nine. Hmm. Hmm. So they've, they've basically there's loads of like issues happening all over the ship. They've just tried to like transport something and it's come back and it's all burnt and so there's something wrong with the transporter. So again, old old broccoli, old broccoli is going to be put on the job. But if you can stay out of the hollow deck, yeah. I've always wondered what does level one diagnostic mean? What's a level four diagnostic? Here all the time, level yeah. eight diagnostic. I presume it's like maybe the intensity of it. You know, you maybe go yes. and yeah. How, scan how, in. how much of a diagnostic you have to run, whether it's an entire system or just part of it. Here he is. This must be the. This must be outside the holodeck because he looks so nervous. So here he is talking to actual Troy instead of hollow Troy. Um, but he just looks so uncomfortable. Poor guy. He is a poor guy, isn't he? You do feel. You do feel for. For old Barkley there, you really do. Especially the way people are talking about him as well. It's like, you know, he's obviously got his issues and it's obviously difficult, but, like, if if people are, like, saying that behind your back, you're going to know about it, aren't you? Mm. And you're going to hear about it. So, um, level one... So, sorry, level five is a completely automated self-check that completes in seconds and is run at least daily. Four or two are progressively less automated. Level one is a manual procedure that amounts to taking the whole system apart, checking every part and putting them back together. Takes hours. You only do something when it's you know particularly broken. Jesus. So there we go. That's from the uh, Star Trek TNG technical manual on page forty six. Of course, there's one of those. Now, of course, there is. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? If nerds will buy it, it's there. <laughs> nerds like us. She's trying to get him to meditate, kind of now. Um, so he's here, kind of breathing slowly through his mouth. Yeah. I do like the the, the Troy mm, is maybe here, a bit here or there as a character herself, but the the role, the fact that they and this is very Roddenberry, I think mm-hmm. the fact that they created a a, 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 a position on the ship that mm-hmm. is purely for counselor. counselor. It's not even morale officer. It's no. like which we get with Neelix. It's like counselor. She's there and she's an empath as well, which adds mm-hmm. a whole other layer. But she's there to basically make sure that everyone's okay, which is it's a cool. That's a it cool is. thing and, to have. And isn't the it? thing is that, like, it's not. It's obviously not the fault of the actress or the you know the character itself that it doesn't really work out. It's the fact that she's she's so underused, Diana Troy. Um, she has obviously she has certain kind of like um, episodes and things like that. But I feel as though she's just not written very well. No. she could have been so much better. Feels like she's been written by men. Yeah, that she's absolutely. just she's like so overly. Feminized, and because yeah. she's an empath as well, she's basically just can't think, and she her feelings almost take take over her, um, which is I think a bit a bit ridiculous sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, her mother as well is quite like big in oh, this. Oh yeah, so, uh, played by the um, famous uh, Marjorie Barrett. Yeah, uh, who's in like every single Star Trek right now, and is the voice of the computer, uh, as well. the voice of the computer. So yeah. Le- Lexana Troy, and she comes in in DS Nine as well. That's a great episode, isn't it? She, well, she's in a few of them. Oh, she? she has oh. um, she has a thing for Odo. That's it. Um, <laughs> she's excellent. She's she really is. good because she's in the original series. Yeah, 
Probably all the way through, isn't it? Yeah, she, uh, yeah. I mean, her voice will still be the computer in. I, I can't remember. Maybe what not heard. Enterprise. Or maybe not Enterprise, but she is. She's certainly in Voyager. She's the voice of the computer. She didn't appear in person. Here we go. Now oh, they all get. The now dogs. they all get to see what's happening. Looking Paul, for looking for Reg, and now Paul there's Riker and there's Jordy and uh, Deanna are here. Um, really they've walked onto the same program. It's really weird, really weirdly lit. This program. <laughs> it looks like something's on fire. This is wonderful, isn't it? Oh, here we go. The three, the three musketeers are back, and Wesley. At break, right? Riker does not look amused. He does not look amused. We're using ship power for what? A violation of protocol. Crew members should not be simulated in the whole. There we go then. Ah, right. I don't think there's any regulation against it. Actually, they're saying there that, that well, it should be. <coughs> Interesting. So Interesting. there isn't any regulation, but Riker obviously feels as though there should be. But well, Troy is telling him that like this is his only means of escape. So actually, deleting it. Would look be. at look at Geordie cr- crossing his arms Riker's completely. Like, Here's Data. Look at Data. And Picard. Shall we have at them? Wonderful. This is wonderful, isn't it? This is, I don't think, considered one of the better um, Holdeck episodes. There's no. quite a lot of... But then I, I, I'm i quite enjoying this. I think this is quite fun. It's, it's a real story, it's isn't it? entertaining, yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think that perhaps <laughs> some of the other um, Holdeck episodes become so bombastic and huge like the, the mafia one yes it's just it's insane whereas this is actually really about one character and Holdeck's there to support that yes yeah and obviously you know like Picard's not really in number this one movie. here he comes <laughs> <laughs> oh God. so here comes the Riker um, musketeer character the actual Riker doesn't look amused um uh. A personal grudge. This is I, I. I again. I always enjoy watching the actors just relax a little bit, which is probably a good reason for the whole deck. There is to give the actors a little bit more to yes. do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, you know, if you're on a ship, it gets quite mundane. You kind of don't have time to go anywhere, or and you're away for years. So, like having somewhere where you can like create a space that's almost yeah. not like a spaceship, I can kind of understand why it's there. And obviously, you know, have sex with holographic. This continuing image of Riker. Oh, spoil sport. No sense of fair play indeed, Picard. Tell us. So this is getting a bit, this is getting a bit like I would be, okay, Reg, I understand that you've got problems. Where the hell are you though? Yeah. Get off. What's going on here? What is going, just shut the whole program down. Which is what Riker wanted to do, but Troy told him not to. But I think they're going to walk and find Reg and he's, um, you know, He's created Hollow Troy and is having his way with her. So I think that is where, like, Troy's... Um, there we go. Cast off your inhibitions and, and embrace love. love. See? <laughs> Riker's now, Riker's now got a smile on his face. Now <laughs> she's looking... <laughs> slightly less <laughs> empathetic. Computer belay that order. <laughs> Troy tries to, de- de- to delete her image and... Um, Riker decided to uh, belay it. <laughs> this is very funny. This is very funny. I I just you, you you can't help but enjoy stuff like that, can you really? 
So we're now back on the ship. His his data is his post. Hmm. So this is this is this is pretty pretty good writing, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That you're bringing in. Um, oh, Worf! The first time we've seen Worf, Worf in this yeah. episode. You're bringing in a wider story about the ship, and you you're transplanting that. The, the B plot there is quite heavily related to the to to the Reg plot as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Ah, injector problems. So he's not engineering because he's dealing with something else. This is quite amazing, isn't it? But this is the problem, isn't it? Poor Reg. Poor Reg. This is this is just going to make his issues worse. He's going <laughs> so to it's just so for the forge hunting down Barkley, and he's like Picard's telling him to leave the hollow deck because he thinks he's just having fun. Look at look at Troy. She does look. And she does not look happy at all. That's good acting. Not happy. Riker just looks amused. Muzzle it. Oh, muzzle it. Told her, told her image to shut up, basically. Oh, Barkley's in a spot of bother now. As he's fast asleep. Oh, he's oh fast asleep my on the lap God. of uh, Beverly Crusher. This is absolutely... This is inappropriate, isn't it? It's, now, he's got to be written off for this. Oh, he's now being led out like a, a, a naughty schoolboy. We have a lot to talk about, Mr. Barkley. Oh, God. Oh, Riker does not look happy. Now, I think this is now when we're talking about work-mandated um, uh, counselling. Yes, yeah. yeah, with, yeah. Not with Troy. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's you know, it's dodgy, isn't it? It's dodgy. So he's basically here admitting that he has a, a problem because um, LaForge is telling him that, like, you know, you had a chance to actually speak to the real Troy. But he, he obviously is like, you know, I wanted to, I couldn't help myself, I had to go back in. So like obviously, you know, that, that world that the world he creates is where he feels most comfortable. Yeah. Which must be difficult to be fair. You know, like I could totally see if they were real, Holodex would probably become quite you know, addictive. Well, because if life's bad in the real world you could just create a holodeck program and just create a perfect existence. Well why why are we watching T why do we watch T V? Why do we play video games? It's about escapism, isn't yeah. it? It's about escapism and that is what we want and that will be the ultimate escapism where you can physically do anything. You can't die. You can be a hero. Mm-hmm. You can fly a plane. You can do what, you know, whatever it is you want to do, whatever outlandish thing that you can do in real life, you can do in the whole deck. And yeah. that's- but it's even in little things like you know personal relationships. If you're like Barkley and you struggle to have relationships with people, if you've got this opportunity to create like an entire life Outside that, you know, with women, with men, with, you know, really attractive women, robots. men, robots. And, and I know they're just like protons and light or whatever they are. But, you know, projections and stuff. But but it kind of when it's so realistic, um, you could mm. you could just lose yourself in there. Sounds great, Joe. Let's do it. It does, yeah. So but now the, now it looks like the, the ship is now in, looks angry. in peril. How old does Patrick Stewart look? Even though he must have been no more than... How how old must have been then? Forty. He's eighty. He's in his eighties now. So yeah, forties. God, he looks old. Yeah. Poor guy. Although I'm sure he's fine. Ah, Worf. He's the one Dave would say is the real MVP of uh, Star Trek. I do like Worf. Yeah. He's good. He's not used that much, though, is he? Like the TNG, a little bit less. He kind of comes into this more once. Um, Tash Tasha. Oh um, yeah. Leaves because obviously yeah. there's. 
He becomes security officer. Killed by the tar monster. Yeah, she's killed by like a pool of tar, effectively. In a really weird way as well. He just kind of like punches her and she dies. Um, it's a bit pathetic, really. Yeah. And you just know at this point, you're like, just in true Star Trek fashion, what's going to happen here? And I can't really remember the end of this episode, but you just know that Barclay's going to like fix it. He's going to find the solution. This, yeah, this does not seem this does not seem to be um, particularly good decision making structures here. Like, who, what's what's the problem? And they're basically this. sitting arguing in engineering yeah. about it. You know, I always forget this about um, Enterprise that there's like a hull with like everyone's family living on. Yeah, yeah, and they can like separate the ship. From the hull, so that families oh, are left saucer, safe. the saucer mode, yeah, yeah. So the saucer can separate, and the hull's left, and like families can be separate. It seems like a really weird thing to do. I don't, I don't. Here we go. What if, what if, if one of us? Oh, it's interesting. It's kind of like going. I guess he's trying to get into the the, the some of the the a plot here, linking up with maybe. We're transmitting something ourselves. So Reggie's now saying it was, it's us that are touching it or something that's kind of causing all the issues. It's very... Um, um, this, this is the point. This is the point that I like in Star Trek is that we're right at the end of the, end of the episode mm-hmm. and we have no idea what's going on and all of a sudden it just clicks. And that's clever. That's hard to do, I think, in writing to get an episode just to click together. Danger. Oh, danger. Here's Marjorie Barrett. She'll be, she'll be screaming, danger, danger. 15,522 known substances that wouldn't be picked up by standard scans and so that's all they're going to have to try and figure out. 532. I love, I love, I love the idea of, uh, of, of Alexa being this clever one day. Yeah. You can ask these compound sentence questions, you know. Here we go. They're all figuring out what's going on. So, what's the idea here? That this stuff has got like gunged up in the warp conduits or whatever is it? Or yeah, something like that. I guess they'll explain it in a second. Hopefully, we'll have a. What do you think? We'll have a. Um... Oh, invidium is used in medical containment fields. The Michelin might still use it. One of the caster canisters was broken. So do you think we're, you think we're going to have a, um, uh, a conference room scene at the end of this explaining what happened, or do you think it's going to be? I don't know. Yeah. So they're saying that the canister that broke right at the start had invidium, and when it leaked, it leaked in this invidium. They're not walking very fast, are they? I would no. think that they should. They're going warp point nine, maybe. Look at those silvery gloves. <laughs> That's terrible prop design. <laughs> like really glittery gloves. Oh, that is terrible prop design. <laughs> Awful. They look like Michael Jackson. They do. That is that is one of the worst I've seen in a long time. My goodness, that looks shit. Oh, you should definitely, if you're listening, listener, you should go and search out the, the, the silvery gloves towards the end of the episode because that is just so if you go to 40 minutes in you'll see the magical silvery glittery gloves wow wow and here we go they're scanning we can see the dodgy substance that is basically doing something so Duffy and O'Brien who picked up the canister basically have infected the entire ship so it wasn't Barclay so it wasn't Broccoli no 
So they're now saying um, flood it with this gaseous chrysotonium or something, and that'll then fix the ship basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at the, look at the acting from Riker here, just looking around, looking serious. Huh. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's looking very very like in terms of like cast. This is probably the strongest cast of, of the Star Trek. Like you know, Picard and. It's characters that I think have like perhaps lasted longer than some of the other yeah. ones. You know, like as as much as I love um, Janeway, as much as I love uh, 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 Kira, mm-hmm. like they 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 are good characters, but they don't necessarily have the same like cultural cachet like, that these have. You know, like Star Trek captains. You know, you've got them all, and but, but like Picard's the one you look at and go, you know, he's the he's the captain. He's the captain, like. You know, Shatner obviously is great, but um, Kirk's a bit of a like a loose cannon, and Cisco has his moments of just like complete insanity. Yeah, Janeway will just kill everybody all of a sudden. Um, let's not get started on Archer. Uh, it's a natural way. It's a natural way. So I think we're coming up to the end here. So we said thirty seconds to go. We were thirty seconds away from disaster there, and there we go. We've done it. So Barkley has um, saved the ship. Oh, broccoli. Oh, and don't worry. We'll take the gloves off. It's all good. There we go. I don't really know how he figured that out. Because he went from, maybe it's something with us. Maybe it's something and then that was kind of enough for the, everyone to, to kind of go oh, to figure yeah. out that there was a dodgy substance in. It's useful having like a computer that knows everything. Yeah. Oh, so. well, look at look at. Um, here we go. He's on the bridge now. Look, Wesley. Wesley's fucking on the bridge on one of the main main fucking posts. Yeah. There's the full the full crew in red. Like a fifteen year old kid. Oh, he's going. Did they invite him on the bridge to to, to talk talk about this? Or was he was he told to he come does, here? I don't think he does go though. I'm rather think they convince him to stay. If I was um, Beverly Crusher, I'd be rather upset with with him, considering what they were doing. Because there's definitely other episodes where he comes. Because there's an episode of this where like he's petrified of the transporter which is an entirely logical thing but like all the crew just like basically mock him for it it's like they're the safest thing in Starfleet nothing ever goes wrong something goes wrong every week yeah at <laughs> least at least this is good acting isn't it I like this oh and so it's actually a holodeck oh it's got us it's got us again erase all programs filed under original Black. but he's leaving isn't he I don't think he actually leaves. No, I don't no, think he does. Oh, you saying that right? Yeah, fair enough. Oh, except program nine. Oh, you dog. That, that's for him and Troy only. You dog. God yeah. damn it. But him and Troy actually build up like quite a good friendship because, um, like, when he's back in Voyager, um, it's it's you see Troy as well. She comes back and she's like still counselling him. Yeah. But there we go. That's the end of the program. That's End the of the episode. There we we've done it. We've got through forty five minutes talking about Star Trek, Joe. I didn't think it was possible. We could do longer, to be fair. We could. <laughs> what do we think of that episode then? As a as a where does that rank? I think it's a fun episode. I don't I don't know that it's like the best episode, but like I think it's just nice introduction to a different character and a completely different character that you're not used to in Starfleet. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Like, I don't... It's it's a bit inconsequential, isn't it? Because obviously mm-hmm. it isn't about the main cast. It isn't like there isn't... There's no Borg, there's no Q, there's no overarching story, but... There's very little Picard, really, you know? Yeah, but actually, it's quite nice to have that every now and again. Yeah. It's quite nice to have an episode that just kind of thrown in. We get to explore some different issues than usual, and especially Reg. They, you know, There's a whole diversity of, of things going on with his character, which, which is fun. And I... I it, you know, there's a it does get maligned. It looks like online, but I thought that was all right. That was pretty I good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good episode. There's worst holiday ones as well, which is probably the yeah. You know, there's yeah. quite a lot of. I guess some of it might as well be that maybe like it doesn't cast LaForge and um, Riker in the kindest of kind of in the best of lights. So mm. maybe that's part of the reason why it's not as kind of well looked on because people maybe don't like the kind of heroes or the the favorites kind of taking a bit of a bashing. And perhaps slightly unrealistically, mm-hmm. it, it kind of does that maybe. The yeah, LaForge feels a little yeah. bit out of place, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. There we go. We've watched an episode of Star Trek. Um, I, I think we'll leave it there. This has been really fun. We hope you have enjoyed listening. And if you like, if you know, if we can do more of these these commentaries. Um, we usually random trek. This is going to be random trek. Random commentary trek. Watch along. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there we go. Um, Joe, it's nice being in your house. Yeah. I'm going to savour this moment. I'm, I'm used to being in my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It well remains for you to be nice yes. in your house. Yeah. I'm going to save this moment because who knows, in the midst of uh, potential future lockdowns, I might never be here again. No, you might not. Or at least for another year. No, uh, but we'll always, have, we'll, we'll always have Star Trek. We'll always have Star Trek, we hope. That's as long right. as Netflix don't get rid of it. Because obviously <laughs> if it goes off streaming... Then Please, Joe, don't even joke about that. If it's off streaming, it no longer exists. God damn it. DVDs? <laughs> like an animal. <laughs> Second it's off streaming, is it's dead to us all. Terrifying. That's why I need to get through it quickly, just in case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Life is only so long. To be fair, I'm on Enterprise now, so I feel as though if it did go off, watched all Star Trek, really worth watching. Uh, Picard, Discover... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes, right, yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everyone. We'll see you next week. See you later.